0: Anchoring bias, what is it? It's a bias because it distorts your judgment. This is especially the case when the bargaining zone is unclear. Armed with a better sense of the anchoring bias, you can make better first offers and respond effectively to your counterpart's first offers in business negotiation. Traditionally, negotiators, we advise to wait for the other side to make a first offer. According to this reasoning, the other side's offer gives you a valuable information about its goals and alternatives. For example of the anchoring bias, imagine you enter a job interview hoping for a salary of $75,000 if the interviewer offers you only $45,000. You might find yourself making a counteroffer of $55,000 for less than the $80,000 you would have suggested yourself. Due to the other side's effective anchor, the possibilities for agreement have now in your mind. The anchoring buyers have shown that the negotiators may be able to gain an edge by making the first offer and anchoring the discussion in their favor. The decision of whether to make the first offer generally should be based on two factors: your knowledge of the zone of possible agreement, that is, the range of opinion that should be acceptable to both sides, and your assessment of the other side's knowledge of the zone of the possible agreement. Careful preparation will help you decide whether you might be able to drop an anchor successfully. In particular, you need to assess your best alternative to a negotiated agreement or BATNA, your target and your reservation price, your point of interference between accepting a deal and pursuing your BATNA. Next, estimate your counterpart's BATNA target and reservation price. This analysis will tell you how much you know about the zone of possible agreement or ZOPA the range of options that will be acceptable to both sides. Four scenarios are possible. First, the other party knows more about the ZOPA than you do. When it seems likely that the other party knows more than you about the size of the ZOPA, you will have trouble anchoring effectively. In the typical job negotiation, for example, the interviewer knows more about the possible salary range than the job candidate does. Before dropping an anchor in such situation, harm yourself with as much information as you can. Second, both sides know much about the ZOPA. This is typically the case in long-standing relationships between suppliers and customers with open books. If each side is aware of the other side's profit margins, anchors won't have much effect Instead, negotiators are likely to focus on whether they feel they're being treated fairly. Third, Neither side knows much about the ZOPA. Consider this anchoring bias example. A consulting firm was interviewing a candidate to the wholly high-level work in an emerging field. The interviewer thought that $120 per hour sounded about right. But she wasn't sure, so she asked the candidate to name his price, the candidate suggests $60 per hour, and they sent lead on $50. To his detriment, the candidate unwittingly dropped a very low anchor. The lesson? Also, you can make an effective first offer when neither side knows much about the ZOPA. You run the risk of being too concessionary or too demanding. Fourth, you know more about the ZOPA than the other party does. This often the case when you're offering or selling an asset, such as a job, a house, or a car, about which you know a great deal. In such case, you should take advantage of your super knowledge and make an aggressive first offer with confidence. If the other side does make the first offer, how can you avoid being overly swayed by it? Base your counteroffer on the same information you would use to construct a first offer. Namely, your ideal outcome and your knowledge of the other party's alternative and likely reservation price. Ideally, a strong BATNA will give you the confidence you need to reject extreme anchors and, if no agreement seems possible, move on to your next best option. Don't raise your anchoring effect issues, such as getting into hot water by concealing information you are legally or healthically required to disclose. Home sellers, for instance, may need to reveal no property defect to potential buyers. Research relevant laws and professional standards before you negotiate. This knowledge of the anchoring bias in negotiation can help us make and respond to first offers more effectively. It's an excellent psychological tactic to products perceive value and influence by your decision-making journey. When people are trained to make a decision, they often use an anchor or a focal point as reference or starting point. Psychologists have found that people have a tendency to reply too heavily on the very first piece of information they learn, which can have a serious impact on the decisions they end up making. In psychology, this type of cognitive bias is known as the anchoring bias or anchoring effect. The anchoring effect has an impact on many areas of her daily life beyond financial and purchasing decisions. For example, what illness is responsible for a patient's chronic pain? The anchoring effect can influence a physician's ability to accurately diagnose an illness in their first Impression of the patient's symptoms can create an anchor point that impacts all subsequent assessment. So, the next time you're trying to make an important decision, give a little thought to the possible impact of the anchoring bias on your choice. Are you giving enough consideration to all the invaluable information and all the possible options? Or are you basing your selection on an existing anchor point?